When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. A Silly Dude Production. Happy Tuesday, Rugby League fans. It's time for another episode of They Talk A Good Game, the best NRL podcast in the world. My name's Lockie. I'm your co-host, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Harvey. Hello, hello, hello. How are you, mate? I'm very good. We got our first win of the season on the weekend. Uh, Daily Cherry Evans. The Manly Seagulls. Yeah, he stood up, commanded the game, and... Finally, we get what we deserve. Yeah, what you? Yeah, you, finally, <laughs> it's been four weeks of not getting what you deserve. Yeah, and uh, thanks to a really hard-fought win against the New Zealand Warriors, you can finally call yourselves winners. Absolutely, we're off the bottom of the table. Things are looking up. Welcome. You've we're moved a- up to uh, the level of the Tigers, which is equal second last. We're happy Excellent. to happy yeah. to have you here, along with the Cowboys and the Broncos. Well, we're on a winning streak now. You know, <laughs> one in a row. One in a row. Yeah, only way is up. Yeah, now it was a good weekend um, of footy. Uh, the Rabbitohs defeated the Broncos to start things off in a bit of an, another another Rabbitohs masterclass. Latrell Mitchell, Cody Walker, the usual suspects. Yeah. No, Cody Walker. What am I talking about? He wasn't playing. It was Benji Marshall. It was at six. I was say. Adam Reynolds at seven. How good! First ever two point field goal. Yeah, you saw it. That's worth talking about. It was. I was one week off. Yeah, yeah, your bold prediction nearly came true. It was my bold prediction one week ago. I should have saved it. Um, and yeah, but no, Adam Reynolds Adam Reynolds was, was the guy that I built my bold tip around this week. I was saying that he might kick all his conversions. That didn't happen. But in a way, there was some satisfaction in seeing my guy for this week <laughs> achieve my prediction for last week. So... Yeah, that's no, a satisfying feeling. No issues there. And and what do you make of the Tigers' performance? I guess we should touch on that. Oh, we shouldn't just before. touch on it. We should bloody get stuck into them. <laughs> okay. Because right. I was there at Leichhardt. Yeah. And that first half was absolute horse shit. It was horse pap- shit. The defense was paper thin. It's not what it's not what should be expected of any first grade club. 
They're uh, our our second grade team has won three games on the trot. They're killing it, and I want to see some major changes made next week. I've been talking about Jake Simpkin for the last few weeks yeah. on this podcast. Yeah. He has to be in there. The speed out of hooker that he provides is much closer to Harry Grant. It's the foot. It's the it's the brand of football that I feel like Maguire should well, be still missing. Harry Grant, I uh, <laughs> well, yes, actually, yeah, I, I, know, thought yeah, I, I wasn't. think most teams would. I uh, yes, very much so, and he, he he made his return for the Storm against the Bulldogs in a huge win. And you know, I think he only played about half the game. Him and Brandon Smith, we just it was more about getting his match fitness up. But you know, he's just you can tell that he's very happy to be going back to a club that with a winning culture yeah. and where he's got those X-factor players outside of him. Um, well, you know, so, asking, asking the Tigers fan, where, where do you want the changes to happen? Is it the spine that's the problem? The engine room? It's the really, outside backs? This is the thing. you know, All over the park. I feel like for, for Manly and with a bunch of your, uh, well, with your rant, I suppose, last week, a lot of it was about depth and about why there's players playing out of position yeah. and, and about when an injury happens, how do you cover it and you don't seem to be able to. The... The Tigers at the moment are playing with a full-strength team. We've got no injuries. That's the worry. Yeah, that is worrying. It's a full-strength team. We've got all of our spine. We've got the back line that, that we all want to be – that that this is the this is the team. Yeah. You know, we can't even – we don't even have a Tom Trebojevic coming back in to look forward to. So, for me – That hurts. It does hurt. you say that. And we have speed in our team, but we're not utilising it. I actually think – I actually one thing that I think I'd like to see happen – because we had Tommy Talao playing on the wing last week. I don't think he's a winger. I think he's a centre. Yeah, he's, he's he's he hasn't got the speed of a winger, but he's got he's got really good decision making for a centre. I want to see James Roberts go to the wing. Okay, he's the quickest man on our team. He's still one of the quickest players in the game, but he's not getting any space. And the problem is the Tigers play in such a way where the centres do a lot more, have to do a lot more creating, and aren't being put into space because the overlaps are only happening one out. So you end up with only a winger. Like that can really make the most of an overlap, like and Dewey, Dewey and Dane Laurie, and even Luciano Lelua on the weekend mm. throwing some pretty good cutout passes, but on the back of them, you know the the players that are receiving them, like Nofaluma makes the most of them when he's in space. But I want to see James Roberts just only having to worry about running as fast as he can, whereas at the moment he has to worry about creating opportunities for Nofaluma. Yeah, I'm not saying that's going to fix our worries. And next week no. we have the Rabbitohs, and I. I'm always the optimist. That's the reason why I'm able to be a Tigers fan because you have to. Be, you have to be a, an optimist. I, I don't. If you're not, you might as well go support. Yeah. You know, a team that's going to not give you a heart attack every week. But no, I think I'm worried. You know. Yeah. I, I mean, I would be. I think Leilu has been your bright spot this season. He's he's a really damaging ball runner, and he's got that good passing game, good offload. He's been mm. decent. I would be worried about putting Roberts on the wing, though. I think for those attacking sets, you know, if you're in the opposition mm. half, maybe. But is he? Has he got that sort of positional awareness of when he needs to drop back? How is he oh. under the high ball? Yeah, high ball maybe maybe is a concern. But you know, at this point, we're playing the Rabbitohs next week. We're probably we're you know every chance to lose, we might as well you know try some things out. Yeah, I want to see it. more changes. I feel like the changes haven't been. Enough. Like a change, the change, the biggest changes have been dropping Joey Leilua and bringing someone in. And it's like, how often can we keep? Yeah, I think I think it's hard when your team's performing badly, and you can see the players like as the fans can you know pinpoint where it's going wrong, and then the sort of coach just backs them in for another week, and Mm. that's all right for one or two weeks, but surely at some point the axe has got to 
got a fall. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, uh, I don't, I don't know. Um, another moving away from the Tigers for a sec. <laughs> We've been a bit of talk throughout the week about John Morris's position at the Sharks. Yeah, which I find pretty crazy. It's just one of those classic. The board is out of touch with the playing group, with the coaching staff, with the fans. Even I think he's done an exceptional job to get them into finals. Mm. You know, you look at the coaches that have taken teams to consecutive finals in their first years at the helm of a club, and it's a pretty short list. Mm. Um, and he's doing it with, you know, as sort of Sean Johnson was saying, pretty limited control over the squad, the roster. They've had a lot of injuries over the last couple of years as well. Why are you getting rid of the bloke that's put his hand up when the club needed someone to stand up and fill the void? Yeah, he came in, not in usual circumstances. He came in to fill in for Shane Flanagan's ban. And and ever since, like, you know, his, his start was maybe a little shaky, but understandably. But ever since he's had, like, ever since he's had full pre-seasons, he's, done, he's overperformed, you know? Like, yeah. the Sharks don't have the most talented roster in the team, definitely not to the extent of some of those top five teams. No, you wouldn't, you wouldn't shoot them in for the finals every year. No, you know, but they, they've been a consistent seventh and eighth team and, and, and that's better than a lot of people generally expect yeah. them to be. So yeah. that's just a... It's an interesting one. I'm, I'm sure he'll have lots of suitors if he does end up leaving the Sharks. He, he's got a coaching career for sure ahead of him. Yeah. And so maybe... Might find know, himself a few years as an assistant somewhere, but that would probably only... Only help the experience will help, and yeah, I think I think it'll be fine going forward. It might be a blessing in disguise getting out of the sharks if, if the club is, um, mm. yeah, a bit divided. Yeah, and then uh, the last time talking point from the weekend I wanted to touch on was the dragons getting up against the eels. Who would have thought it? I know. Like, um, I actually did tip the dragons this oh, week. Well done. I just you. had a feeling about them. Yeah, know. they're in good form. The eels, coming even off. without Ben Hunt. Yeah. It, yes. Yeah. Well, you know. If we'd said that pre-season, we would have laughed. But, he's, but he has yeah. been good. He so. has been good. And they. Yeah. I think yeah, I think we said it last week, they're the surprise packets of the season. Your man, Tarek Sims. Tarek Sims, mm. yeah. He's, yeah. He's still putting in strong performances. <laughs> yes. Um, and I just... I, it, it's crazy to think that we sort of underestimated them. We had them as our wooden spooners. I, feel, I am feeling a bit like a goofball. Because yeah. obviously we both had them as our wooden spooners. I also had the Tigers coming fifth. Obviously, it's only been five rounds, but it but it has been five rounds. Yeah, you know, and they, they they look strong. You know, those, those sort of cultural problems that sort of raise their head in preseason with McInnes being moved on and all that sort of stuff don't seem to be affecting them too badly. And yeah, the the old Broncos boys getting the band back together. I think Maguire's going to end up down there in the next week or so. That's yeah. all the male saying. So I think they're just going to get a bit stronger, if anything. And yeah. Totally. You know, maybe they'll be the unexpected finals team this year. Yeah, no, yeah. It's looking it's looking hot for them at the moment. Um, just to cap off this intro segment, we'll, we'll give shout-outs to our best performers in fantasy and tipping this week. Yes. So yes. let's start with fantasy. Our team of the week was RN, RNGD Peaches 1981, who were coached by Mark P Excellent. with a score of... 1,175. That is a monster score. Yeah, yes. monster score. 
Monster score, classic, uh, his big three in that team, Nathan Cleary as captain, David Fafita, Latrell Mitchell, you know? These, yeah, these players... It looks like Fafita and Cleary are two sort of must-have players this year. They're averaging, you mm. know, I think they're probably the two top averaging players. Certainly Cleary is... Yeah, he's also got Pappenhaus in his team, so like... And it's also, I think, you know, everyone's going for those big players and you kind of have to have them in to do well yeah. at Fantasy this year, but... The players who are doing really well at fantasy are the ones who have the lesser-known players also performing really well. Yeah, those like differentials. Isaiah Papali'i is in his team. We've got 88. And also O'Sullivan. Sean O'Sullivan? Sean O'Sullivan. From the Warriors. Sean O'Sullivan, yeah. Yeah. So, well, well done. done, Mark P. Yeah, absolutely. And tipping. in the tipping, it was pretty close. Pretty tough week to tip. We didn't have anybody get full marks. We had four teams get six tips correct. So S. Dennis B. Fradson, you got six tips correct. Loppy tips really well. <laughs> thank you. Thank uh, you. But our winner this week with a margin of one, oh. already won a tipping week, gone gone past the yep. Red Fern Rabbits by Rosie Fadul. Rosie Fadul, she's doing very well. She knows how to pick him. Now going up to eighth on the overall. Tipping ladder, um, climbing. Um, so yeah, good, good work, Rosie. Um, yep. More and more shout outs coming, coming her way. Obviously, a Rabbitohs fan, so it helps when your team does really well. Because as we know, as we both know, we 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 must tip our team yep. every week. And and when they're not doing well, it means that you're missing out on one tip, yep. tip every single week. So well done, Manly. Thanks for getting me over the line with an extra tip this week. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm I'm pretty impressed that I was able, despite the Tigers going down, still able to be in that top bracket of tippers. Yeah, know, well, you had the Dragons. And that, that that was it. The Dragons. Yeah. And what was the other one? I can't remember. The other one I got wrong was Warriors getting up over Manly. So, well done to you guys denying you. me denying me top marks for this week. It is time for the bold, the basic. And the brilliant. BBB for short. Oh, yes. It's uh, our favourite follow-up segment to our little intro Mm. where we go over our players of the round, predictions for last week, and our predictions for the week coming up. So our basic predictions for last week, I think they both came true. They did, as usual, because we just we seem to really just know how to pick them. Sure things. Bulldogs lost again, so that meant the Storm won. Yep, Broncos lost again, that means the Rabbitohs won. Yeah. <laughs> it's the exact, the exact reverse of our previous ones. So pretty simple stuff pretty there. Pretty simple stuff. My bold pick of Pappenhausen getting one better than he did last week and getting five tries didn't quite it was come a bit bold. true. Upon reflection, five tries was a bit bold. But if we're not going bold in the bold section, then where, where are we meant to go bold, how Lucky? Meant, how can we call ourselves NRL podcasters? <laughs> um, I mentioned it in the intro, but my bold was Adam Reynolds to kick all of his conversions and goals I was watching with a keen eye he missed his first one so that was, <laughs> that was it out the and, window and um, then but then he excited me and everyone around the NRL world <laughs> yeah. by kicking the first ever two point field goal which was my prediction from the previous week that someone would kick a, a two point field goal so in just a, a week late like, feels like it was a nice mix of my two predictions I wonder how they're all going to mix in next week a two yeah. point field goal and, and kick them well, we'll see oh. what my what my bold is this week. Oh, we'll I look see. forward we'll to, to it. Something to do with but that. Before we do that, what about player of the round for the last week? So it was between Ryan Pappenhausen and Tarek Sims. Close one. Uh, <laughs> it was the least close one we've had, unfortunately, okay. for Tarek. Um, Ryan Pappenhausen, our podcast favourite son, he passed with flying colours, got mammoth votes, knocked over Tarek Sims. So he got, well, he well, got the well deserved. Well I deserved. mean. It's um, one of the most dominant performances of the season, yeah. what he put in last week. Yeah. So. And we also do have the se- the section in our poll where the fans can vote for someone else to be their player of the week. And 
in this week that that player was Adam Reynolds. So Adam Reynolds gets a, a groovy three points to join our ladder. And groovy. Groovy three points. <laughs> so Ryan Pappenhausen tops our ladder at the moment and David Fafida is in second place. But it's coming together really nicely. It's looking real good. Um, yeah, yeah. A long way to go, but I think Pappenhausen, Fafida, those, those two are potentially jostling it for the, the remainder of the season. We'll see if anybody can catch them up. Yeah, all right. Well, now let's look at round the round that just was, I guess, because we, I guess with the player of the round, we were talking even previous yes, to that. Yeah, we but were. now we're talking about the round that just was. We're going to now announce on the show, right, right here, right now, <laughs> we're going to announce who our players of the round were. I, I've just say quickly, I have two in mind. I've been tossing and turning okay. up at night, just can't decide who I'm going to say. I still don't know which one I'm going to say. So my hope is that my hope this is exciting. My hope is that you say one of them. Okay. Even if we had say the same one, because then I'll be able well, to switch I've, to the I've other. thought of one and yeah. I'm only going to say them. No, that's, I'm, that's I'm fine. not caught in two minds. That's yet yeah, cool. Um, so, and, but I want both of them to get a shout out. So we'll see. Either way, I'll give okay. a shout out. Well, let's, let's get into it. Same time. Here we go. Three, two, one. One, Jerome David Oh, your favourite man. It is my favourite man. He scores there a hat go. trick. He just, he's so yeah, good. Yeah, he did score a hat trick. Like, yeah. how, uh, I just <laughs> saw that and I was like, yeah, he's my player of the round again. You're forgetting that I only give props to playmakers. Yeah, not Full. props. No. no props to props. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny how you do I that. I don't give props to, yeah, I only, I only give them to the yeah, spine. Yeah, you're a big spine I'm all about, boy. yeah, I'm a classic, I'm, I must, I should get on the Dallium voting panel because I only appreciate <laughs> halfbacks and fullbacks and five eights. Oh. Um, the actual, Dave Fafita wasn't the other player I was tossing up. Between. Wow, who was your yeah, other one? It was actually Sam Walker. Yeah, okay, no, fair, fair shout. I think Luai and Walker were both excellent. I think Luai yeah. has really stepped up in the last sort of 18 months. I think yeah. people sort of viewed him as the other half next to Cleary yeah. because of sort of Cleary's rise. Um, it's it's he's being talked. Luai is now being talked about as a genuine number six, five, eight option to partner Cleary for the Blues. And I... I'd love to see it personally. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't object. I think there's still a fair way to go until Origin yeah. season comes he around. Just compliments him so well. But yeah, the that, thing that's is, it. They've got the chemistry. Like, you know, you know, obviously, Whiten is the big favourite to play six for the Blues yeah. this year. But you wonder about it's untested, clear in white, and you wonder whether they would actually complement each other. I, I think. I think they'd be able to pull it off. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know. Look. I think. I think if you just leave Nathan to do the organising and Whiten to run into space, and you know play instinctive footy mm. off the back of him, I think they can do that. Yeah, well, the interesting thing is if Whiten does get picked at six, it, there's a there's a debate for 14 between Luai and Pappenhausen. You'd think it has to be Pappenhausen. It's got to be it's got to, It does, but but yeah. But I think I think Luai certainly should be in the squad somewhere, and yeah. I think Cody Walker's still probably in with a shout for that six jersey as well if the Rabbitohs yeah. keep playing well. Yeah. He's um, had a few goes at it. He's the only thing I worry about for Cody. Yeah, but he's he's probably the most experienced... Yeah, yeah. I mean, sure. this is the good thing after a number of lean years for the Blues. It finally looks like we've got a plethora of options. Yeah, but so do the Queensland Ford pack. Fafita, Tino, Fasua, Mala, are we? Like, yeah, God. it's scary. But it is scary. God, I can't wait for Origin to come around. It's a bit yeah. early in the season to be getting excited for it. But yeah, Luai, I yeah. think he's the, definitely The main thing for me for Luai watching him and the reason why he was my pick, the, one, the reason I decided to go with him over Sam Walker, yeah. I haven't seen a player play with so much just I don't give a fuck attitude since yeah. Benji Marshall in 05. And it's lo- it looks like he's having that sort of year, which spells very good news for the Panthers. Yeah, I think I think they're 
playing so well with such confidence. For a team that went played with such confidence last year, went all the way and lost at the final yeah. hurdle, they could have come in with really dash confidence this yeah. year, but they've picked it right back up. And, and they've come out and they've got over their sort of nightmares from the grand final last year by beating the Storm already. Their yeah. confidence is sky high yeah. and, you know, I wonder who can beat them. They've totally. got the Broncos this week, is it? That's right. So that's, you know, probably another victory, another Speaking w. of that match, that's my basic prediction for this week. Oh, there you go. little segue. Yeah. That's my basic prediction, Panthers to defeat Broncos. Easy. Easy. What's your basic? Uh, it's the same. Okay. <laughs> it's the same. Yeah, fair enough. I think we're allowed to have the same basic. Yeah, okay. Well, we'll hope that it comes true then. Um, we'll be, both be cheering on the Penrith Panthers. Um, Broncos are improving, I think, but I just think Penrith are going to be too dominant. Too much class. Yeah, there. Even though it is in, it's at Suncorp in, Bron- in Brisbane, isn't it? I think so. Yes, it is. Suncorp Stadium. So, the but, big home crowd. But Suncorp is nowhere near the fortress that it once was. No, no. Okay. Not at all. Bold predictions. Yes. You go first. <laughs> well, I, usually, usually the uh, formula that I employ for the basic prediction yeah. is Bulldogs. Who are they playing? Oh, yeah. Are they going to... They're going to lose. However, we've got to be bold in this section. Yeah, I've got them to win this week up against the Cowboys. <laughs> we've got the same bold. <laughs> we've got the same bold prediction as well. Okay. Yeah, doubly um, bold. Yeah, so yeah, I, I yeah, I've, I agree. Bulldogs to get their first win. I think Cowboys are coming off a win that really. I, I don't want to discount their win, but it was a lot of it was due to how shit the Tigers were. And so they're coming in with, a, I want to say, a false sense of confidence. Yeah. Bulldogs, desperate for a win. Yeah. This is a team that they can beat. You know, it's not like... Yeah, no, I, I agree. And, and I think... And Bulldogs actually played quite well against the Storm. Yeah, they showed some attacking signs yeah. of life. And, yeah. you know, they scored points against the Storm, which not a lot of teams can yeah. do. Unfortunately, they were playing the Storm because they, they showed up, you know. Yeah, for sure. But I think they'll be better for the run. They'll learn from it. And I think Trent Barrett, sort of with his attacking philosophy and systems and things, they're going to take a while to sort of be implemented. Um, you know, he had a long time at Penrith. He was with them for a while with a, you know, obviously a break at Manly for a couple of years. Um, but a lot of those players knew him for a long time. Whereas at the Bulldogs, they're all still getting to know him, what he wants, what he expects. And yeah, the Cowboys also leaking points mm. against you guys. Against, so, yeah. <laughs> you to, be fair, the Bulldogs. Si- to be fair, yeah, Cowboys got the win, but it was a 64-point game. Yeah, like huge. Which, High point scoring games from both teams generally means that both teams have a crap defense yeah. and aren't going to be in the long run. Yeah, you know. Um, so yeah, so hopefully those those we've got the same one. So there's only two things to look out for for us this weekend. Yeah, we're either both going to come in chuffed on, yeah. on Tuesday morning or or neither or not. <laughs> and it'll be Jerome Luai versus Dave Fafita on our poll. Get voting. Five rounds into the season, um, we can really. I know we don't often do this in our segments, but we're we're thinking we're going to talk some footy. We're going to talk footy, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Instead of instead of just having having a bit of a goof. So what we're doing now is we're creating. We're well, not creating, but we're just listing our thirteen players that have been just the hottest, most in form, yeah. killing it for these five rounds exclusively. Not talking about rep- we don't care about reputation. I don't care about you know the name. I just want the players that have been yeah. most in form these five rounds. So we're going to go back and forth. And eventually we'll we'll list out the thirteen. Yeah, top thirteen. Top thirteen. Harvey, go first. Pappenhausen, fullback, lock. He's a, done. Abs- absolute lock in. Just to give a shout out. I think also Latrell Mitchell's been really good. Yes. Two of us, Sheck's been strong at the Warriors. 
Yeah. I, I've also been impressed with Dane Laurie over at the Tigers. I know the results yeah, has, haven't gone yeah, your way. Yeah, but he has been good. I just don't think that any of them get into the, the same field as how hot Papanelson has been. Are we, are we been. thinking also that players in this little team that we make could... Yeah, the form, could, form five team. Do we, do we think they could... Would we shift a player like Latrell to centre? Or would, are we thinking we just could do. players? Let's, who, well, let's get to the centres, yeah. see who we've got there and... Yep. If you've got an argument to bring Latrell in there because you reckon he's been on hotter form, it depends. The, yeah, because we want the best team, don't we? Put, it's, this is the Brad Fittler method. Yes, right. We yeah, want yeah, the yeah, best yeah. team in there. It's yeah. not yeah. The best thirteen <laughs> players. The best thirteen players. And I think, fit him in where they yeah, got to fit. Papenhausen is number uno. Okay. Well, the next player that I'm going to throw at you is um, I'm going to catch it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see if you can catch him. Here's Brett Morris. <laughs> well, hey, oh, oh, it's a big one. It's, <laughs> it's, it's a yeah, no, uh, uh, he's he's a shoo-in as well isn't on the he? wing. He's just how many tries is the up winger to of the now? year? I reckon already. Yeah, well, I yeah. think I think he's it's, already winger um, of the year. Um, he's just been that good. He could get I mean, injured. I reckon he could get injured for the rest of the season and still win winger of the year. <laughs> yes, yeah, um, it's hard to go past him, really. Yep. Okay. Um, I would like to throw at you. Well, I'm going to catch him. Another spine, uh, not another spine. Well, yeah, another spine player yeah. to compliment Pappenhausen. Yep. Reed Marnie at hooker. Reed Marnie at Hooker. Yeah, yeah cool. I think, I think it, Hooker is a place where I think it has the biggest change due to the rules of the game. Yes. That, that position has changed the most, um, just with the pace of the game, speeding up and everything, and being able to take those opportunities in the um, in the middle of the field when there's no markers, when the other team's fatigued, it's huge. Plus, they're also being asked to do a whole load more defensive work with Team's just running down the middle nowadays, um, and I think he's he stood he's up. Kind of that perfect fit for the modern hooker. Yeah. Who yeah. else did you have? Any others for hooker? I actually didn't know. I actually hadn't hadn't I really. I was, I'd been thinking of hookers. I was thinking about your, you know, the ones that your mind immediately goes to, like Josh Hodgson. Yeah, and, I thought and, Hodgson's been good, and obviously Chorus has been out. So yeah, and, and yeah, so Cook, I was, I was, Cooks uh, been getting Cook's better, been better. But yeah, and no, I think Reed Marnie, he's outshines. I think he outshines them all so far this season. Sweet. Um, I'm going to go for <laughs> a bit of an obvious choice. Second rower, David Fafita. Yes, yeah. of course. Of course. <laughs> did you not think of him? I did. I oh, did. okay. <laughs> but I, I reckon the other second row spot, there are a number of shouts that we need to give. Hudson Young at the Raiders. Mm-hmm. He's been rock solid since coming into their yep. starting team. Yeah. Kick out. Yeah, kick Penrith. out. Yeah. He's just... He's such a damaging ball runner. He's, yeah. he's same as Fafida. You just give him the ball in space, nice and early, and they just need to commit numbers on him. If you go just one man in the tackle, you know, you've got to pull off the tackle of your life to bring him down without mm. him getting an offload away or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think um, Frizzell's been good up at the Knights Frizzell's as well. Tarek Sims. Tarek you know. Sims, uh, yeah. Josh Schuster. Yeah, I don't Manly. He's been our best second rower all year. <laughs> your best second rower all <laughs> yes, year. Yes, he has. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it, uh, yeah, Let, let's come back to that spot. Okay. We've sort of tossed up those options. Yep. I just, yeah, I, I can't really pick one out okay. of those guys. Um, but what Dave about- Fafita definitely takes, yeah, one of them. So Sure, yeah, we can we can lock him in. Yep. Halves. Yep. Big discussion point. Yep, who's... Who, who's, who's I, I think Penrith Halves... Both of, them both of them are looking really strong. Yeah, well, I was definitely, I was actually definitely going to say Luai, and maybe I overlooked Cleary because he's already got the reputation. Yeah, 
But I, yeah, I mean, but the other players, you know, the players with the reputations in the halves are standing up. Cameron Munster and Munster's Cody Walker been really good. were the other two most talked about halves, apart from Cleary coming into this season, and all three have been in red hot form. Yeah, so, I think I think Munster's certainly in with a shout. Mm. Munster or Luai, who's been better over the last five rounds? Well, could you put both in? That's the thing. I don't know. Or do you think Nathan Cleary has to be there? I don't think he has to be there, but I. I certainly think he's worthy of, of discussion. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. They're all worthy of discussion. It's it, it, what does it boil down to? I don't mean it's like are we, we're not taking chemistry into account. I don't think chemistry should be taken into account. It's more of just like a. I would lean towards the Penrith halves. Luai and Cleary. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'd personally prefer to see Munster over Cleary, but I don't really know how to back it up. They've all been in a red hot form. Can't have three halves. Can we put Munster in the in the <laughs> centres? Uh, no. Let's do Luai and Cleary. <laughs> Let's do yeah? Luai. yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Jerome Luai. It just shows how good you've got to be to make to make this to make this team. Yeah, I think also that Penrith's halves have stood up more because they've had injuries to Dylan Edwards at fullback and Coruscant, whereas I know Harry Grant's been out, but Brandon Smith's been playing well. Jerome Hughes has been playing really well next to Munster as well. And Pappenhausen has obviously, obviously. been yeah. you know, carrying, or not carrying, but the shining light for, for the storm, which yeah. just takes the edge off Munster. That, sure. that, that's why he, he'd be my third string half. Yeah, no, for sure. You're third <laughs> Munster. He'd, he'd, if we were doing a bench, no, he'd be in for the 14 jersey, I reckon. Yeah. Um, all right, I'm gonna th- now. I keep saying I'm gonna throw at you. The, I'm a, gonna catch a you. A person that I've got is a centre, and he's Zach Lomax. From the yeah, Jays. he's been really good. I think he's another one that came into first grade with a whole bunch of potential, and he really is realizing it. Yeah, um, I don't think he would look out of place in a in a Blues jersey. Maybe not this year, but certainly oh, in the next few years. He, but maybe this year. Maybe. You know? maybe. Depends if Fitler wants to pick centres or not. Like at, at I, I just don't think he does. I just no. think he wants to put fullbacks in there. Because, <laughs> you know, you'll end up I with Latrell and Luttrell, Jack Whiten probably. Or, or Tommy, Tommy Turbo yeah, if he's back. If he's in. got enough match fit, if he's got enough playing time. Well, he should be back this week, which is something to As look a Manly fan, to. do you want to, Tommy playing for New South Wales? Like It's just another yeah, match I, where he could get injured. It, it is, uh, but I think you just you have to want your best players to be playing rep footy. And he deserves it. I don't want to take anything off his career if he's deserving of a place in the Origin yeah. squad. He, yeah. You know, let's celebrate that. Yeah. Um, if he gets injured, well, he shouldn't be sprinting down the course. Eh? He might decide that he might make some, makes himself unavailable for um, for the Blues yeah. this year to, yeah. ma- to make up for the lost time, make up for the Corso sprint, make up for the, yeah. you know, to give back to Manly. Yeah. See where his priorities lie. I don't know. I'm not, not That's not a challenge, but... I think it'd be a nice gesture. We'll, to be we'll wait and see. Wait um, and see. He might not get picked anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think I think Fitler will will pick him if he's yeah. playing and he's fit and he's doing well. All right, let's go for another player. Yeah, the other centre spot oh. alongside Lomax, I think Justin Olam yeah, has been I've, exceptional I've sort of, for the Storm. Yeah, he just he just runs so hard. Like every carry, he, leg drive is insane. He's breaking tackles. His decision-making and defense has been rock-solid as well. That's a major thing that I think has improved because what Bellamy, what Bellamy, I think, does better than... Well, what the Storm recruitment... I don't know if it's Bellamy driving it or you know, what system they've got in there, but they really are great at identifying players that are good at one thing. 
Like they, yeah. they, they really define their roles. They get a player in who's just quick or who's good under a high ball. Like Vunavali was good under a high ball. Adokar was quick. Olam's kind of the same as Adokar. He's just a, a damaging, a bit of like a, a ball runner. He's a bit stockier. And- but, but then once they get it, then they play them in first grade and they back them to do that one job really well. And then that player begins to develop the other yeah, elements of their the game. Layers, and Olam yeah. is now developing those other elements of his game. Defense, you know, uh, defense really, you know yeah. what I mean? Defense and decision yeah. making, also taking the, taking the space, making the right runs. And, and, and also not just, um, you know, being able to set up his winger as well yeah. instead of just getting the try himself. So, yeah, he's, I, I've got him, yeah, he's, he's in. He's in. Sorry, Luttrell, Perfect. no centre spot left for you. Unfortunately, um, should we move back to the forward pack? Yeah. Okay. What well, about let, props? Do, who who's standing out for you? Um, Daniel Saifiti, I've got. Yeah, he's been Knights. good. He's been yeah. really strong. Um, did you have any? I think Junior Paulo with the Eels yeah. has been really good as well. Yep. Um, I think Christian uh, Welch down at the Storm he has been good. Welch, he's, he's really stood up. He, yes, know, actually, sort of hadn't thought of him, but he should be in there. Yeah, he should take one of the spots. I think Welch, yeah, it, certainly on a most improved kind of capacity. He kind of made his debut for Queensland. Was it last year that he made his debut? Or was he there already? I don't um, know. I can't remember. Yeah. But ever since then, I feel like he got brought in at a time when Queensland were lacking front rowers. Yeah. And it was kind of like Welch, Christian Welch. Yeah, like yeah. That bench bench player from the Storm. Well, he plays big minutes as well. Now he's, yeah. And I think he complements their forward pack really, really well. He's certainly a modern prop. He's not like, you know, like a, a, like a big, solid Muscly. Well, ball. they've got players like Nelson and Kamikamitha who, yeah. you know, are those massive just play 20 minutes, tire themselves out, uh, you know, massively damaging ball runners. There's there's a lot more um, of the, yeah, those sort of modern props that are playing bigger minutes, yeah. are capable of defending those big bodies in the middle of the pitch and have good lateral movement as well to be able to cover and shift with the, the speed of the game. Mm. And I um, think I think the other... The other prop position would be out of Saifidi, um, uh, Junior Paulo, and Adam Fanua Blake. Fanua Blake, got yeah. injured recently, but he still played first four rounds or so. Yeah, he got, yeah. He was very in great form for the Warriors. I think that he's been good. Another injured prop that I'd give a shout-out to is Lindsay Collins. Yeah. He was really good. I think mm-hmm. he was standing up for um, Warrior Hargreaves, who disciplines all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think he's been the Roosters' number one prop this year. And Ryan James. Yeah. He's right. a sneaky one as well. Yeah, I think yeah. he's been their best middle as well this year. Yeah, right. I think, you know, that there's a pretty star studded forward pack there. Ryan Sutton's been good, Papali always been good. Mm. Um I think Ryan James has been their, their standout. So honestly, the front row you could you could pick thirteen of them. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe next week. Maybe next week. <laughs> um just give some love to the forwards. I think Paulo scored a Two tries in the first two rounds. Mm. That's, that's that's pretty. It's pretty big. big. It's pretty big. Uh, but yeah. equally, Parramatta's forward yeah, pack has been great. They, they've been so good up until last week, where they fucking get rolled over by the Dragons. Yeah. Param- yeah. I'm happy to give the spot to Junior Paulo, personally. Yeah. Yep, I think so. I think so. He's been getting shout outs from the NRL social media accounts. Yeah, yeah <laughs> he's, he has. He's he's been on fire. No, let's put him in there. Okay. Okay, cool. Good stuff. So we um, still need a winger and a second rower? Speaking of Parramatta, speaking of yes. Parramatta yes. I'm actually thinking for the other wing spot, Micah Sivo. Yeah, yeah. I, I was think thinking that as well. He's another player who 
Parramatta brought over from Fiji as a ball runner and as a speedster, but it just only took the... You just had to watch the match against Melbourne to see that he's unbelievable under the high ball these days. Yeah, no, <laughs> he's he's top class. Um, yeah. and him, and, him and Ferguson, I think Fergo's been good as Fergo well. Fergo has but, been good as well. You know, I think Sevo maybe just edges him, Yeah, Fergo I'd, has been I'd really agree. good. And yeah, back back to tries. You know, Fergo last year, I think in total scored four or five tries. I think it was less than that even. I, yeah, I just remember that on the weekend they were saying that Fergo at that point had surpassed his whole t- try yeah. scoring tally from last week, and he he's only scored four or five tries this yeah. year. So he's back. He's getting he's ball back. in hand, yeah. and he's making the most of it. Well, we got two spots left in the team, which is that second row spot that we ha- that we had a few options for. Yeah, and a lock. We have a lock idea. Jake Trebojevic. You reckon? Yeah, well, I just I think he's the best player in the game. I know you do. <laughs> I know you do. I think... Um, I've purposely left out Tigers players because they've performed badly okay, as a team. Uh, I think you should do the same with Manly. Two, two that do stand out. Although I think you could make an argument for a lot of players. Mm. Tino, Fasu Malawi, has been really good. He's one. The Cameron Murray's team. another one. Cameron Murray's been good. Nathan Brown at the Eels. Yeah. He's been strong. Yeah. I... I personally think Cameron Murray, that's where my vote would go. Yeah. Just because I think that he's actually gone a bit unnoticed with the amount of ball playing that he provides to get the ball outside to players like Latrell and Cody. Yeah. And it, not that it goes unnoticed. Like everyone knows how good a player Cameron Murray is, but he's, he stands up in defense. He, he does, he's not just a ball runner and attack. Like, you know, Tina Fasumal Awi is such a, like probably the most damaging ball running lock in the game. But Murray, he's, he's got those ball skills and that defense. and He's the modern lock, isn't he's he? Mo- he's the modern lock. Well, the yeah. modern lock, what is the modern lock? That's a debate for another time. Ooh, good the question. Mo- the modern lock, because Fusil Malawi and Murray are opposite, but they are both, yeah. in my opinion, modern great, locks. great versions of the modern lock. Yeah, yeah. It's the most versatile position in the game. Yeah, I'd agree. But it, I'm happy to put Murray there. You've made a good case for him. And cool. <laughs> I'm not sure, have we got a Rabbitohs player in there? Not yet. Yeah. And you, I feel and like you I have, think, to, yeah, you have to have a Rabbitohs player in there, the form they've been in. So it's just that second row spot. Second row spot. So we had Hudson Young. Yes. We had... Kikau. Kikau. We had... Uh, Leilua for you. The Tigers, that is. Uh, no. no. Frizzell has been good. Frizzell has been good. Isaiah Papali'i. Papali'i has been really good. He's um, coming off the bench, but still very good. He's been starting the last couple of weeks for Madison, though. Oh, yes. That's true. Um, so you could definitely make an argument for him. I mean, the, the Storm second rowers are always putting in good performances, Kafusi and Kenny Bromwich. Yeah. Um, but I don't think they, they've been in red-hot form. Yeah. I think, I mean, he's he's so good. It's not just based on form. And he's, well, it is based on form, but he's always also really good. And I try to lean towards players who are less expected, but it's hard to go past Billy Kickout. Yeah, I, I, I don't you would put up an argument that, any of the other, I think Hudson Young is the only other one that would seriously contend him for form over the last five rounds. Mm. But I'd still have Kikau. Yeah, I'd have Kikau. Let's put him in. Put him in. Viliami Kikau. Perfect. Speaking of like the Justin Olam and the um, Marcus Sevo, like players who have been brought into a team with one really good thing, yeah, but then have trait. been backed by their coach to be regular first graders and have then developed their new skills while playing first grade. it's I uh, don't want to get into it again, but it's one of the criticisms that I have of the way the Tigers culture has gone for the last 10 years is that we had players like Mariki Korobetti sitting on the bench. Yeah. Goes to Storm, first grade immediately. Adokar. 
Addo Carr sitting on the bench. Like players that the coach thought were good at one thing but weren't weren't the complete player just yet. But it's like the attitude of coaches like Bellamy, Trent Robinson, Wayne Bennett is that get him playing first grade, get him doing a simple job, doing that one thing, and then the match situation is where they'll learn the other things. Yeah, 100%. First grade is the best place to learn. Yeah, You're I, not going to learn in New South Wales Cup how to... How to Make defensive reads NRL, you know. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So yeah, <laughs> but yes, very good team. So our round one to five, so hot right now, team. Yeah, Ryan Pappenhausen, name. Brett Morris, Zach Lomax, Justin Olam, Mike Acevo, Jerome Luai, Nathan Cleary, the Penrith halves, Christian Welch, Reed Marnie, Junior Paulo, David Fafita, Viliami Kikau, and Cameron Murray. What a team! Woo. Getting hot in here. <laughs> Lockie, I've been wondering all week, who's trending on NRL.com? Who's trending on NRL.com? Well, last week, if you haven't listened, go back and listen to our little segment. It was a very short little segment where I basically found this new area on NRL.com where you can go to players and you can see which players are trending. And it seemed completely random to me, but then we sort of did some digging. It seemed to be players who were either playing well or were missing game time. So it must be based on the amount of searches that they're getting from people. Like, where are they? Why aren't they playing? Or that player's going really well. Let's hear a bit more about them. So we thought we'd test the pulling power of this podcast and get our fans during the week to all go on to NRL.com and search for a player who hasn't made his debut yet, a player that I've talked about a bit on the podcast, but who hasn't made his debut yet, Jake Simkin. Um, and so if we could get him trending, that would prove quite a bit of pulling power yeah. from us. Oh, listenership. So I'm about to do, I'm on NRL.com right now. I'm a about, to, I'm about to click on players and I'm going to see which players are currently trending on NRL.com. And I, God, God, I'll just be stoked to see Jake Simkin here. Here we go. Pressing refresh now. And the players that are trending on NRL.com are not Jake Simpkin. <laughs> um, Riley, ja- sure Riley Jacks is-, is here. Jesse Bromwich is here. Luke Garner from the Tigers here. Joey Manu. Interesting. That seems random. It's a very eclectic mix. <laughs> Sean Johnson. That makes sense based on his comments about John Morris. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's a thing. Uh, <laughs> but apart from that, very random. Oh, well, that's a shame. So if you haven't noticed yet, guys, this episode was episode nine. Episode nine. Which means that next week... We're in double digits, baby! Oh, yeah. We're episode 10. That's a huge milestone. <laughs> so we're pulling out all stops. We're, we're, it's going to be an amazing episode. Yeah, we're going to have a party. On, reflecting on the, you know, the journey so far in this podcast and all of the great fun that we've had. And we thought, who better to bring back than the people's favorite physio? Yes. Our best guest on the podcast. Our best guest, our top guest we've ever had, Michael Nolan. And guess what? Last week, last time on episode three, he was only here for one segment. We chatted about his time working for the Raiders and his insights there. This this time, he's going to be there for the whole episode. Full episode. He's going to join us for all of our shenanigans. The Nolan factor is going to be hitting you in HD (laughs) with all his insights. And, you know, I just can't wait to get... Get him on for the full episode. The Nolan Factor will be returning. You must tune in. It's must must listen stuff, I reckon, next week. Yeah, he's got 
uh, all the insights from around the grounds. He's been speaking to all his Medico mates. We're going to see if he's still tight with any of the Raiders players. If oh, I'm sure he if is. He's been texting them, wishing them good luck before their games, talking COD with Emre Gula, oh, stuff like that's that. That's probably why Emre hasn't been playing, because he's been playing COD <laughs> with Michael. We'll have to ask him about it. Oh, the Nolan Factor returns next week. That's it for the podcast this week, guys. Thanks so much for joining in. Episode 9 is done and dusted, and we have a big one coming your way next week. Make sure you head to our Instagram, at they talk a good game. That's where you can vote for your player of the round and see all of the, the, the fun graphics that we make about what we discussed this week and what's coming up next week and get all the updates. You know exactly when an episode is dropped because we do a big, a big banner and it says episode blah blah is out now. It's very um, exciting and get in touch through that Instagram page for any suggestions, drafts you want us to do, teams you want us to create. Yeah, we've been seeing a lot of uh, ideas for teams coming through based off of when we made our cricket team last week. We had a bunch of sports that people suggested. Don't worry, guys, we are seeing those and we will be getting to those. Um, yeah, we're just finding the right moments for them. It's based on timing and what what's needed in the show. What's needed, the balancing act of, of putting a podcast together. It's it's not easy, is it? But no, it's not somehow easy. we're managing and we are so glad to have you guys along and we'll see you next week. We'll see you next week. Bye bye. Bye bye. sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusive Exclusions apply. See site for details.